Hello everybody, welcome back again to Farscape Rewatch, and we're up to Season 2, Episode 21. Hello everybody. Hello. And I am Kamal Hats, and joining me is Red Nightmare, as always. I don't like this plan, I think we need a different plan. Yes, we need a plan B, because that's the subtitle of this episode is... Yes. This is Part 3 of Liars, Guns and Money. Uh, we had last week was with friends like these... Mm-hmm. And of course, at the beginning of this episode, we get the whole, you know, previously on, and it reminds us what happened, which was, you know, they go to raid the Shadow Depository to get the money yeah. to buy uh, the lot of slaves, which has Jothy in it, and uh, which is come by Stark, so he's back. And then in the previous episode, they find out that the money they stole is actually a uh, alien creature that eats through the hull and it starts to eat out Moya, and so they have to burn Moya to uh-huh. save her. And that's a horrifying thing. And they'd actually gone to get a bunch of mercenaries. Yeah, because Jothy was actually bought by Scorpius. Yep. So now they have to go raid the Shadow Depository and get him uh, back. And they promised to pay them with the money that they stole, which turned out to be alien creatures. So they probably don't want that as a payment. Uh, But that's basically where we pick up. That's where we uh, start off because, yeah. When... Detail at the that at the end of the last episode, which is relevant, oh, yes, is that John turned himself into Scorpius to save Jothy. So where we actually start off is uh, going between the Shadow Depository, where uh, which is where Crichton went down to. He's to... on a yoga ball. Yeah, this is weird. Okay, so he's caught by Scorpius, right? And um, Scorpius wants you know the stuff out of his head, and to do this, he's strapped him up, but on like a metal ball, like it's like a wireframe ball. And John's, like, over the top of it. The best description I can think of is, like, one of those bingo balls. Oh, yeah, yeah, you I see, know what you mean. Like, they strap him on the outside and just roll him so that his head is about head height, but only facing downwards. It's the kind of thing you would expect to Side see down. somebody on the inside of, on, like, gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he's actually just, he's being John because he's making his uh, movie references. Except this this is all uh, young Frankenstein. So it's like... <laughs> Why did he not go for Bond? No, like, this is so heavily <laughs> puzzling. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Crichton. I expect you to give me the word technology. <laughs> yeah, but he's uh, you know he calls him okay, Frankenstein. Let's get on with this. <laughs> <laughs> Scorpius basically says to John that you know the neural clone in his head, so Harvey, is what drew him here. Meanwhile, this is kind of I believe intercut with back on Moya. Everyone is sitting around the table looking at a recorded message from John on the clamshell. Yeah. Basically, he recorded a message before he gave himself in, saying, I'm turning myself over to Scorpius. This chip he put in my head is doing stuff to me, to my mind, and I want to get it removed until I'm so far gone, and I don't want to get it removed anymore. And so, you know, at least I can do some good by exchanging myself for Jothy. That's when it cuts out, and so we've got you know the rest of the crew of Moya sitting around, along with all the bounty hunters from the last episode. And I like the first thing Aaron says is, "See how you misread him." So Dargo, yeah, Dargo's like, "I did." Yeah, Dargo owns up to that very quickly. He's like, "Yeah." And so, what do they do now? They say, "Well, this doesn't change anything. We still have our plan. Instead of mm-hmm. rescuing Jothy, we now have to go rescue Crichton. Except there's a problem. Most of the mercenaries are here for money." I, I think all of the mercenaries. No, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, right, yeah, sorry. Because uh, Bakesh says, I am a holy warrior of Taruk. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, and I'm like, oh, so you're a paladin. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I, I think, I, what is it? Like, he says that, and the other, but like, all right, mate, okay. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> just like, fine, whatever. Oh, okay, uh, cool. Uh, but yeah, the other ones want to get paid. And they say, well, your currency came alive and you don't have any money. So we're taking the ship. But and uh, Aaron, having paid a lot of attention to Crichton, apparently, yeah. plays with the empty hand she has because they take Gianna hostage. And Aaron's like, sure, shoot her. I don't care. You're an idiot. Yeah, you're what? a joke, she also says. Yeah. yeah. I don't even want to go with you into battle anymore because you're a bunch of complete fools who think that getting a half-burnt Leviathan will earn you any money at all. 
Yeah, it's like it's only just barely alive now, and you'd yeah. rather point a gun at a girl than uh, go raid the depository because she says we're still going to go, you know, assault the uh, shadow depository, and you know we don't have the money, but there's thirty thousand containers filled with riches, and we'll basically we'll we'll deal you in. You'll get yeah. a cut. And you don't want to do that. You just want to point a gun at a girl and try and take a broken Leviathan, you idiot. Yeah, it's like, screw this. I have no interest in this. And then Jothy and Stark come in. And Uh then this leads to everybody grabbing somebody else and Mexican standoff. Yeah, it's like, like, okay. What's going on? We all die here today. (laughs) (laughs) And this actually causes Stark to freak out a little bit. Because he's like, oh, oh, great. Oh, great. We're doing this. We're doing death. Well, there's 10,000 dead souls in my head. So screw everybody. And how fervent he is about it impresses Rorf, the blood hunter, as like, will you fight like this down there? He's like, yes, yes, I will. And he's like, "Hmm, I I like your style. (laughs) I like your gusto. (laughs) It's like, no, fine. He says that he, yeah, okay, I've changed my mind. I'll go along with it. Also, I like this performance, the way we talked about this before when Stark came back. Like, he's he's different now. He's a lot more manic oh, yeah. and a lot more crazy, I suppose. And uh, Paul Goddard's performance as him has actually is way better because it, previously he was a little bit, you know, but he was much more, I guess, relaxed. So, you know, he's he's changed his performance and it's actually working really well because he gives mm. these lines about how Scorpius killed 10,000 of his people and they're all screaming inside my head. I can hear them all. And it's, wow. And, of course, he wants to go and attack Scorpius and yeah, fight. Yeah, anything and, he can get to get some peace of mind. But, of course, Rolf does agree, but he still wants to get paid. Yeah. And Aaron says, yeah, every, you'll all get paid if you go down. You'll all get a share of the of the riches. Yes. But before this can get any better or any worse, Pilot comes over the comms and says, there's an approaching ship. Oh, oh no. Is it Scorpius? Yeah, we're like, oh shit. Uh, But he says, no, it's Talon. (laughs) But before we can catch up with Talon, we actually go back down to the depository again and Natira is is talking to Scorpius. Why do you find him so interesting? His species is completely unimpressive. (laughs) Oh, this is great, actually. While she's fondling John's crotch. Oh yeah, because she's like climbing up on the metal ball thing and is like putting her hands over him and like her hand goes down to his crotch and it like pans away. It goes to his face and he's like <laughs> And then like Scorpius is like, like try to be still. If I do this wrong, this might paralyze you. Oh yeah, because Scorpius is, you know, he's going to get the the information from the chip. He's got putting some things into on the side of John's head. But John says like how can I be still when I've got Frau Blucher Again, more young Frankenstein. <laughs> you know, fiddling, <laughs> putting a finger in my prostate. Yeah, fiddling with my prostate. It's like, oh man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, you know, what he, what Scorpius has to do is soften up Crichton's mind before t- removing the neural clone. And once that's done, he'll take Crichton away on the command carrier. I also love, by the way, that mm. looking at this bowl, at some point I realized this isn't a tear's her office. That's probably not meant as a restraining device. Or actually, no, it probably is meant as a restraining device yep. in a completely different context. <laughs> but yeah, but because you know, Tira wants to know what's going on, John says actually that um, Scorpy here wants to get the wormhole technology to visit foreign lands, meet foreign people, and kill them. Yeah. Uh, but I love the response from Scorpius because he says, Are you overestimate me, John. He says actually he, d- he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to conquer the wormhole technology could change the power balance in the galaxy in an instant because you could move whole fleets, remove enemy planets. Like, yeah. He doesn't want to conquer, but he it's a tool to uh, bolster the peacekeeper force. Uh-huh. He wants to use that as a weapon for the peacekeepers. Yeah, as a means to an end. Like I do find it interesting that he doesn't he doesn't want to conquer. He doesn't want to go out. He doesn't want to take over the galaxy. I mean, the peacekeepers probably want to, but well, he's like, no, I don't want to do this myself. This I, is just for my people. I mean, what I'm getting from it is that Scorpius, he's not interested necessarily in conquest, but in defeating his enemies. And, yeah, and, yeah, and the wormhole technology will allow him to do that very easily. And that's why he's so determined to get it. Anyway, we go back to Moya and Crace is walking through the damaged areas that we saw last episode with Aaron. 
and he is talking over the comms to pilot. Pilot is, you know, saying thank you because we actually get an establishing shot yeah. beforehand of Talon and Moya, and there are some cables going from Talon to Moya. Yeah, it's basically giving some fluids uh, that Talon can spare to his mother yeah, some so that she has some extra energy to recover. Yeah, some nutrients. This is actually nice because you've got Pilot talking to Krace, so you've got Lanny Tupu talking to himself. <laughs> <laughs> what I also like is that at some point, Krace says, like, uh, you need to make sure of this and this and this, and Pilot's like, I am well aware of that. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and don't, uh, don't get any Pilot grandeur here, Krace. Yeah, man. And uh, Aaron asks, how long are you going to stay for? And uh, he says, well, in two arms, there'll be nothing more Talon can do. We'll be done by then. Because Aaron says, well, we are planning to attack the depository, and, you know, we could you know, maybe use some help from Talon. And, uh... and I love what Krace does next. Because Krace is like, wait, whatever happened to the whole no using Talon for violence? Yeah. And Aaron's like, well, this is different. Okay, how? We need to go and rescue John. And Krace says, there's always a reason for violence when it suits you. There's plenty of people have died for noble causes. Yes. So like you lecture me, Aaron's <laughs> like. And I love Krace's retort again. It's like, you've lectured me more than enough. Yeah, countless turn. times. <laughs> like, yeah. Like that sort of tables have turned a little bit. But I, I like that it's Krace being like, no, you, you didn't want to do violence, and now when it's convenient, suddenly you do want to do that? Yeah. Hypocrite? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it doesn't stop there, because he asks Aaron about how, how long ago was Crichton uh, uh, captured, and uh, she says, like, was it like four arms or something? Four arms. Okay, well... Bring a um, basket without holes, because otherwise... Well, he says so that his liquid r- remains will not leak out. It's like, yeah. oh, wow, that's Aaron, cold. he's dead. Yeah, he's dead already. I mean, okay, so he's dead already. Like, I, that's crazy, you know, giving his opinion on what's happened. You know, the fact that he's like, bring a bucket, <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise you won't be able to carry John back. It's like, oh, come on, man, that's cold. So, yeah, it sounds like Krace doesn't want to help, and he's no. he's kind of, I guess, kind of taking the moral high ground. Yeah. Of all people, Krace all... <laughs> taking the moral high ground. Yeah. I, I wouldn't expect us to be here, but here we are. Yep, this is where, where we're at now. <laughs> and we actually go to another scene of all the mercenaries, and Stark is trying to explain the plan to them. Yeah, it's like, we'll be on a uh, silent count timer. Yeah, and... <laughs> They don't understand, like, Stark is kind of rambling, and it's like, we'll be on silent count time, and that's when you do the thing, and they're, like, all standing around, like, what? <laughs> Rolf is, like, picking his nose, like, uh, what, sorry, I, what? I don't understand, it's like, and that's when you do this, like, yes, but then how will we know, we'll be on a silent count, it's like, a silent count, I do it once, or has- During battle? Yeah, it's easy! <laughs> <laughs> just, it's, it's just a great scene, again, of, like, Stark manically trying to explain stuff to people who just really don't get it and there are tensions between all the different mercenaries they're arguing with each other the Zenitans think that Rolf is really stupid what I love by the way about this my favorite part of this entire scene is the Durka lollipop oh yeah <laughs> Rachel is holding he still has Durka's head just on carrying a spike. it around yeah. <laughs> and I like that Rolf's like why do you keep that around He's a dead enemy. I like that he doesn't talk back. <laughs> oh, God, okay. I'm so glad that we take, took Durka, this holy, menacing foe, and now that Rigel has beaten him, Rigel is just humiliating his corpse. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so, there's something beautifully poetic about that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's grim as hell, but it's... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely believe it from Rigel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so after this scene, we now cut to uh, Dargo's quarters, and Joffy is there going through Dargo's stuff. Mm-hmm. And he finds the Qualter blade, and he's holding it up, looking at it in the mirror. He, he, I like how he's holding it with the proper amount of respect. He's really genuinely interested in it. Yeah, he's holding it, like, just gently touching it. And um, Dargo comes in, and... I love Dargo's voices. He's very soft and not like angry. He's like, no. I'm sorry for not speaking to you sooner. And Jothy says, you know, it's okay. I don't know what to say either. And they talk a bit about the Colt Blade. Yeah. Which Jothy is like, wait, somebody fought with this? It weighs a ton. And Dargo's, it's perfectly balanced. It's totally fine. <laughs> but then Dargo asks, because he's now, you know, he's seeing 
sees Joffe, you see his t- chin tentacles have been cut, his ear is mutilated, his nose, yeah. and uh, Dargo says, who did this to you? And Joffe says, well, you did. In a way, everything that's happened to me is your fault. And I'm, initially I'm like, oh no, come on, no. We just, they had a tearful reunion last episode, but uh-huh. he quickly then says, it's like, he's not angry at uh, Dargo. I like, Joffe seems very conflicted. Yeah, because... On one hand, he, in some ways, he knows it's his father's fault. On the other hand, he knows that his father saved his life. Yeah. And he's I- like, I don't really know what to do right now. Because yeah. Dargo also brings up about... I. Because Jothi's like, I'm not going down to save your friend. Well, he says, I hope you don't expect me to fight. This. Yeah, and, and Dargo's like, like but, but... I kind of did. <laughs> like, hell no, I just got my freedom back after ten cycles. Not gonna risk it again now. No, and... this is not my fight. Yeah, and you know what is a similar parallel? is like uh, It is kind of similar to how Dargo feels about, you know, being locked up again. Yeah. Like, and Dargo has... I want to say, like, he has taken time to you know start putting himself out there selflessly for his friends rather than like no i'm not going back i'm not risking that because i don't want to be uh, uh-huh. put back in prison again i'm like that's uh, oh, like father like son a little bit yeah i mean <laughs> to be fair he did just get out of 10 year imprisonment oh yeah no like this totally works i'm uh, like yeah no you know what son you just got out I understand you want to sit this one out. Yeah, and he, yeah, to Dargo's credit, he is understand. He's not forcing him to, no. and yeah, I, I do like that. Like that he does show restraint with Jothi because he, he's his dad, but he can't just come back in and start trying to take control of Jothi's no, life. Definitely not, and he he doesn't want to. No, and he, I, it's because he respects Jothi enough to do that. To but I also that. like as they talk about because Dargo's like, I want to hear everything about what happened, and Jothi like, no, you don't. Trust me, you don't, yeah. I've done things that I'm not proud of, just just to stay alive. Again, more parallels with Dargo, right? Oh, yeah. Like, they've both done that. I hope they bond over the next season. I would love that. Yeah, we'll see. I, that's the thing, is, like, if he is a lot like his father, mm-hmm. I can see them butting heads quite a lot. Oh, that's going to be great. Oh, yeah, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that's... two Dargos? Two Dargos would not get on with each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that remains to be seen, anyway. So we go back to Scorpius and Crichton, and uh, Scorpius is ready to uh, do the procedure, but uh, John's like, conf- he's confused about what he's going to do. He says, you're going to take it out, and he's like, no, John, I'm going in. Yes. <laughs> he puts a little headset on and uh, pushes a button and goes into Crichton's mind. And so... so... John is standing at a pier, apparently a place where his dad used to take him fishing. I wonder if this is the place that he mentioned in the locket, remember? Oh, yeah. right, he was talking about a lake. That where could went, be, actually. Went to go fishing, would look up at the stars, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it could be. But he, he's wearing his uh, IASA uniform. Yeah, <laughs> you know, his ass- not NASA uniform. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Scorpius comes walking up, and it's like... Uh, well... Yeah, she said. <laughs> yeah, no, John's like, "Hey, what, what are we doing here? What, so, where are we?" And it's like, "We're in your mind, John." I was like, "And I'm not Scorpius. He uh, is." Well, no, it's a little different than that because I do like the way it's done. It's like, uh, "But he is," and like turns and like in walks another Scorpius. Uh, okay, I, and it's actually Scorpius this time. This is hell. No, this is actual hell. <laughs> Two. I'm I'm seeing double four Scorpius. <laughs> like. Two Scorpius? No. No. I mean, it was bad enough that he had to carry one around, but now it's like, okay, yeah, no, let's let's double up. We have two Scorpius now. Yeah, but... They're uh, both here. Well, so we've got... So, all right, we've got Scorpius and we've got Harvey is what we've got here. Okay, yeah, sure. So Scorpius asks Harvey, uh, have you found the information? And Harvey says, "Uh, yes, it was well hidden, and I don't... I mean, I don't think even Crichton knows the full extent of it. Uh, and the chip is ready to be removed. So yeah, he's getting a mission, mission report from uh, yeah. Harvey. And uh, it's real Scorpius is like, we'll take Crichton onto the carrier, uh, then everything's fine. We'll take you away. And he gets like a knife and or something and trank thing and puts it in the back of Crichton's neck. Before he does that, though, he says something to John. He says, when we're back on the carrier, John... I will make sure that your death is painless. Yeah. 
<laughs> then he stabs him and he actually paralyzes, I guess, mind, John? Yeah, and he's like, lies down. He's like, don't, I can't move. I don't know what that really symbolizes, other than, I guess, maybe like. Maybe he's also paralyzed in real life? Because like, he, do, he doesn't move until that no. thing gets taken out in this episode. Maybe that's it, yeah. <laughs> All right, so now we go back to Aaron and Crace, and they're walking into Talon's uh, control room, and she says to him, like, we're all going to die if you don't help. And she then says, you can have anything you want. Yeah, and Crace is like, are you offering yourself? And she says, uh, you can take anything you want, and I won't stop you. Yeah, it's... I'm not entirely sure what she means by yeah, that. Yeah, like, but... there are some implications there that are a little bit like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, Grace responds correctly in saying, Crichton must mean a great deal to you. Yeah, and, I mean, that's certainly true, but, like, yeah, God, okay, so it's implying a few different things here, and, like, is is there some kind of thing between these two? I don't know. I don't I know. Mean, maybe she thinks... Chris has the hearts for her? Maybe. I don't know. Like There has been a bit of tension. There's been a tiny bit of tension between the two of them before. Never to the extent that I thought there was anything I mean, the, more. Mm, but yeah, Aaron I mean, is prepared to do anything to get Crichton back. I mean, Chris doesn't take her up on it. He's like, no, I think, I'm not getting involved in this shit. It's an interesting position because Chris is kind of taking, again, he's like, Moral high ground. Or he certainly sees himself on the moral high ground. Yeah. Of like, you know, they're compromising their integrity to get what they want. Is what he seems to think Aaron is doing. Because, you know, he talked about that earlier with the suddenly you are okay with violence and now you're offering yourself to me. And he's, you know, like, I'm not going to do that. No. But God, yeah, Aaron just saying, you know, you can take what you want and I won't stop you. That's... It's uh, like, ooh. That is, uh... Hmm. We'll see... Yeah, so we'll see where this goes. Um, I think what it comes down to is what Aaron is trying to do is it's going towards, like, ends justify the means, you know? Yeah. And that's not really a good guy thing, typically, is it? No. So, hmm. Well, we'll see how this unfolds uh, throughout the rest of this episode because uh, we do move on from there and we go to see Dargo and Jothy again. Yes. And Dargo... He says, I, I was wrong to ask for your help. I'm, yeah. It's not, yeah, I'm sorry. And it turns out that Jothy is actually a skater and did a full 180 on a skateboard. Because <laughs> he's like, no, no, I do want to come with you. He says, if, Be- it's, if it's your fight, it's my fight too. Dargo's actually a bit proud of that. Dargo and Jothy are trying to bond with each other, you know. Yeah. So the mercenaries then come in and to talk to Dargo about the plan. They're, they're like, we think this plan is nuts. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we want a different thing. And Dargo actually agrees. He says, this is, f- yeah, you're right. It's Freld. Yeah, th- this plan is nuts. It's Freld. So we're going to do something else. And he gets over the comms to pilot and says, uh, do you think Moya could do uh, in-atmosphere maneuver? And pilot's like, I think so. We Maybe should- one last time. Uh, I'm- I'll have to ask her. Yeah, but what he wants to do is use Moya as a distraction, and then we storm the place. Yeah. And then still take out the generator, but yeah, cause that's the, about it. Their original plan, you know, they go in, take out the generator, Zenithans deploy the flax to stop any ships coming after them. You know, they go in guns blazing and get um, Crichton out of there. So they yeah. still do that, but they need to use Moira as a distraction, you know, because they don't really have much to play with, do they? No. And uh, my first reaction is like, yes, yes, let's have two plans. That'll be great. I mean, the episode's called Plan B, all right? So um, as they're discussing this, Aaron uh, appears in the doorway and says, are you all ready? And uh, Zelkin, who is one of the Zenitan pirates, says, what happens if Crichton doesn't want to be rescued, if the chip has got too far into his head? She says, then it's simple. I'll put a bullet in his head and end it. Yeah, with a look that is... I get the feeling that she's holding a stern face, but she could shed a tear at any second. Oh, yeah. It's like it's determination, but like with that emotion underneath it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's Aaron all over, basically. Yeah, it's that, Aaron in the nutshell. Yeah, really. very much so. Yeah, God, there's some heavy stuff happening in this episode, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So now back down to Scorpius and Crichton. And Braca says to Scorpius, like, your carriers are going to arrive six arms earlier than scheduled. <laughs> and I like Scorpius like oh dear hmm. Wait, I thought you wanted to be gone as quickly as possible yes 
I'm always suspicious. Good news. <laughs> Again, Scorpius is genre savvy, all right? You yeah. Know, he knows like, what's going on. <laughs> I mean, he's like, I'll be suspicious about good news. I'll be suspicious at, at best case scenario. It turns out to be nothing, and we get away early. Well, Scorpius, like, he has his plans, and he knows what he wants. He gets it on time, and it's like, if something deviates from that, he's going to be suspicious about it. Mm-hmm. I just like that he's he's a little bit like John Savvy of like I don't trust anything really no. even even good news especially good <laughs> especially news. good news uh, but he says I'll remove the clone as soon as the carrier arrives yeah but then his uh, rod starts overheating so he leaves he tells Natira to hold this room shut and open it for no one but him and he just stumbles out with his nurse he's like gotta change it now change it and I like that Natira suddenly starts going over John's like. Why does he find you so interesting? Yeah. And I like John's response, like, don't worry, he only likes me for my mind. <laughs> yeah, she's like looking up, up and down. Yeah, never seen Scorpius worry about anyone before. Uh-huh. And he's actually, John says like, you know, you should go into my head and uh, ask the neural clone how Scorpius is going to kill you. Yep. Because he's going to do it. And then she cuts him over the face. She says like, I predict in the next few seconds you're going to taste blood. And then she whacks him. Yeah, <laughs> but now with everybody else, it's time to put that plan B into action. Yes. Rolf. So yeah, Rolf and Bakesh are down in front of the depository, and Rolf is trying to get the comms working, and he can't. And hello, hello. hello. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> Can you hear me now? <laughs> and he eventually, Can you hear me now? He eventually gets it working. Yeah. And uh, gets in touch with Rigel up on Moya, and he says, "Have you found Crichton yet?" And he says, "Well, no, but I'm not the." tracker it's the female and like oh my god okay of course things keep getting worse you know you're the ranger for christ's sake (laughs) so they're already running into problems yeah and then zan actually uh appears and hey we get some scenes with zan which is nice she's in this episode enough yeah i i was a little i was getting worried as the episode was going on i was Uh like uh uh and then this scene happened i'm like okay good all right she's here good good okay good good because she's gone to turak who is the xiang to make sure that he can produce the flames but he's he's not feeling well he's no he's like i have the glands but i can't reach them yeah, he's got the material, he's got the nutrients, the flame-producing chemicals, but he can't get to them and he can't actually produce it. Yeah. And so she says, like, well, okay, we need you to. This whole plan is relying on the fact that you can do this. And he's like, well, um, I, if you had Tarka serum, then uh, I could do it. But she says, well... That will, that's a poison that will kill you that's a that, that's performance enhancing drugs we're not doing that <laughs> but you know it seems to be that'll be the only way to get him to produce the flame unless he can sort himself out but it doesn't look like that's happening anytime soon because when we found him he was badly hurt and you know his yeah, ship was he, wrecked and he is the older guy yeah exactly so uh, back down at the depository Rolf has now actually found Crichton's location so you know mm-hmm. he's able to track him down but he gets attacked by a guard and yeah. he gets captured just just, pretty much he, immediately. He's just talking to Pilot, and he walks around a corner, and there's, like, three guards, like, oh. Uh, and it gets headbutted on the back by another guard. And he's like, oh, down he goes. So Scorpius and Akor, who's uh, Natira's second-in-command, I guess, they're questioning him. He says, yeah. what do you know? And he's not saying anything. Don't know who Crichton is, and I, you know, I don't know anything about this plan or who's i'm i'm here to case the joint for a robbery yeah and um scorpius comes sort of leans down into him one more time he says oh i'll give you one more chance to tell me the truth and probably you probably you doesn't tell him and he says you should have listened to me i was trying to save you because then natira takes over yeah and we learn something about the the customs of the universe because apparently vicarian eyes are a delicacy in some cultures. Well, it's either that or Natira just has a thing for eyes. Yeah. Because she looks at Rolf and says, oh, you have beautiful eyes. And she's still not saying anything. And she's like, hmm. And, like, comes up close to him. We get a shot of her from the front and the spines on her head, like, flare out. Yeah. And like... um, the one at the top of her head, like, comes over and she gets right up close to him and says, I think. I'll have it, and it goes into his eye. We don't see that. We, we don't see John's face, but I—I I mean, it wouldn't be the first time we've seen things going into people's eyes. No, but but we do an actual eye out didn't happen. Well, I mean, it happened a few, few episodes ago. 
<laughs> I was like, what is it with this thing and eyes? Like, just eyeball things recently. The Hellfarscape. Mm-hmm. Anyway. They've yeah. got their eye on it. Uh, ter- get out. <laughs> Fired. <laughs> that was really bad, actually. It was yeah. really bad. But so, yeah, they sort of pan away and uh, cut away. And then, you know, some time has passed and he's clutching his uh, eye socket and is spilling the beans. He's now talking. Yeah, he's like, and that's all I know about the plan. <laughs> I like how they cut to that. Yeah. There's nothing more. Please don't take my other eye. So, all right. Things, again, things have gone from bad to worse yet again. Now, uh-huh. uh, back up on Moya, Dargo is explaining the plan to everyone else. And like, okay, they're going, oh, get up on Moya and then they get down in, in the transport pod on their way down. Yeah. And uh, says, okay. Here's the plan. Moya will go through provided distraction. We'll land in the transport pod. And yeah, Aaron, Dargo, and Bakesh, they'll yeah, storm in. And Rigel and Jothy wait there in the transport pod to pick them up. Yeah. And Jothy's like, hey, whoa, wait a second. Why am I not going along? Yeah, it says, I wanted to fight. And like Dargo's like, no, stay here. I, I just got you back. I'm not going to lose you again. You see, my response would have been, it's your priority to make sure that we can actually get out. Yeah. Defend this thing. I mean, also, you're the one who wanted Jothy to come along on this thing in the first place, right? He said, I like, so. I want your help. He was going to ask Jothy, like, for his help in this fight, but then he does that, and then Joth- tells Jothy to wait in the, wait I in the car. I think he's had a change of heart. Yeah, yeah. I- it's like, he's realized how dangerous this is. And in Dargo's case, I would have conveyed to Jothy, look, it's important that there is somebody who can handle a gun here mm. so if we land, That's true, actually, somebody yeah. can provide <laughs> some fire support so everybody gets to go out. Yeah. This is an important job. It's the, it's probably the safest, I'll admit it, but it's still important. And, I mean, Rigel's not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely fly this thing. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, okay, I, I get that. And, like you said, it'd be nice to have like a little clarification on that. In the it's, episode, like we, we can, we can, we can theorize yeah, on that. That's fine. It's it's just uh, it's whenever a there's thing, episodes yeah. like this, there's one person like you stay here, and everybody. And there's always like, but I want to fight. And it's like this is an important job. Don't yeah, underestimate you, covering fire on the exit. Yeah, you're retreat. covering our ass. Like yeah, yeah that's an, that's a job that needs to happen. Yeah. Anyway, now we're back. <laughs> Wait. What? <laughs> While they're flying in, by the way, Rigel, uh, Rigel takes over for Aaron's uh, flying because he's like. Aaron is talking to Pilot, uh, explaining the plan, and it's like, okay, Rigel, take over. Okay, I've got it. You see a shot of Rigel with just Durka's head lying on the console, just <laughs> sideways. It's like, he still has that thing with him. Uh, yeah, and when they come into land, like, the transport actually, like, skids to a halt a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Rigel, why did we let you fly? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Scorpius has gone to, you know, start a search of the... Uh, Shadow Depository for, you know, anyone uh, looking to get in. And Natira, again, is... Oh, she's looking out... Because the, the room that they're in, which is we've seen before, was where uh, Scorpius and Natira kind of, you know, got it on a little bit last episode. Uh-huh. And there's a big window out to the outside uh, of the Shadow Depository with the light coming in. And she looks out and says, look at it. Isn't it... What does she say? I think she says it's beautiful or something. Yeah, it's the last sight you'll ever see. Yep, the last sight you're going to see. And It's been so long since I've had blue eyes. Mm. And yeah, she's going after his eyes and like, oh, they're so unique, so soft. And she actually also says, "Is like, oh, you know, Scorpius doesn't have to kill you, you know. Like, he can get the chip out of your head without killing you. And John's like, wait, what? Yeah, it's like, huh? But before, you know, he can try and make an appeal to her, like she just starts going for his eyes and right that... Before- she gets there. That's when Moya comes in and just flies down in through the atmosphere and like right past the shadow depository, like through the towers. Holy shit, that looked close. Oh, it really did. And it's so close. Some to the... Expert piloting right there. Yes. And it's so close that it blows the windows out. It just like yeah. shatters them as they go past. And, and like... this provides a distraction for the transport parts of, parts of land. Aaron and Dargo get out and Bakesh meets up with them to storm the entrance. Yep. And now begins a big action sequence for yes. like the last part of this episode that is really freaking cool. And that's where I guess a lot of their budget went. <laughs> well spent. Yeah, because like, this is, I would say, about halfway through or a little over halfway through. And they're suddenly like, all right, let's ramp things up. Let's do it. This is the final act, I suppose. Let's go guns blazing. Yeah. Because the Chiang and... 
uh, Zahn and Stark are going to go for the generator, which Scorpius is already reinforcing because he knows about the plan. Well, yeah, he says there's a plan. It's like, okay, okay, let's send some guards out. Let's send everybody out on, on high alert. And he says to Akos, like, is there a second way into the generator? Yes. And he's like, oh, yes, there is. Like, hmm, guard that as well. It's like, again, like, Scorpius is genre savvy, all right? He knows, he knows the exactly tricks. how this works. Yeah. But then, so we've got Dargo, Eren, and Bakesh storming the front, and Eren's got her big BFG that she's holding with two hands. Yeah. Like, Dargo's got the quarter blade. They're shooting at all of them. It actually, Bakesh it's a, has the the bracelet, which is doing a lot of damage. It's really good uh, bit of action. You've got explosions and sparks flying, and they're hiding behind pillars and stuff. And at one point, Dargo goes to there's there's somebody in there with like a really big gun that's got like six barrels. Yeah, and it's it's clearly providing a lot of suppression fire so they have a hard time taking it out so they're like we need to we need to take that gun and dargo's going to shoot the guy but he he's, his quarter blade is out of ammo and so mm -hmm. he or, or it's jammed or something so he yeah. just picks it up and like throws it at him sticks right in the chest and and aaron's like good shot <laughs> dargo says i was aiming for between his eyes <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was a firefly reference but it isn't. It's impossible because this episode aired a year before yeah. Firefly came out. <laughs> <laughs> I had to check that. Like, wait a second. That can't. No, that can't actually be a Firefly reference. No. <laughs> so while this is going on, of course, we've got Zan Stark and uh, Turek going into the generator room, which again another set with a there's like a big like series of rectangles piled on top of each other at like a 45 degree angle with lights, and yep. that's the generator. And spinning. Yep, and they get in there, and Turak, he still can't produce the flames, he still can't actually do it. It's like, give me the serum. And she says, uh, but this is seven units, you know, this'll kill you. She's ah, like, ah Chiang have survived nine, it's fine. And so he gets injected, and he's like, grabbing himself. And that's when Scorpius and the guards show up. Oh, wait right there, Zan. You know, he's got them all surrounded. But, but uh, while this is happening, by the way, we cut to the front entrance where Aaron, Dargo, and uh, Bakesh are like, why hasn't the generator gone off? Yeah, because they're waiting for the power to go yeah, out. It's like, anyway, we'll have to keep going. Do you think there are any people on the other side of this door? Cut to an entire <laughs> army assembling on the other side of the door. I love that. It's like... Do you think there's anybody on the other side of this? I've very no. serious, like all those soldiers. Like, <laughs> I think there are. I think there are. Uh, so yeah, there's kind of well, it's not really a standoff, but like Scorpius has them at gunpoint in the generator room. But Turak comes out from behind, like the generator, and the everyone gets their guns up, and they're like, Scorpius is like, no, don't shoot. He's a Xiang, and he's like, that's right, I'll explode if you shoot me. And then he's like, don't feel bad, son. I knew this was how it was had to end anyway. You had no fault in this. So he grabs his gun and he turns it on himself. Yeah, and at this point, right before he shoots, Zan and Stark are like, okay, we're out. It's like, whoop, good, yeah, bye. And of course, Scorpius realizes what's happening as well. But they're like, oh no, and they make a run for it and he shoots himself and he explodes, and, like, Stark and Zan barely get out of the door and, like, get mm -hmm. knocked down by the explosion, and so the generator is destroyed, and so the power goes off, so Aaron, Dargo, and Bakesh can go through the door, because the, the idea is they knock the generator out, so the lights go out, and they've got little goggles that go over one eye so that they can see in the dark, yeah. so they have the advantage. But, of course... <laughs> Aaron's doesn't work. Yeah. Then the doors open, probably because the power gets cut, and like, okay, no time, just shoot. Just, just shoot, just just aim, and just don't even aim, just shoot. Make sure your, your shoulder's against mine, so you don't shoot me, but just shoot. <laughs> so yeah, they're mowing down as many of those guards as possible. Really cool scene, because we see it mostly through Eren's eyes, which is just flashes of it. They could have done this as a complete fight scene, but it would have required way more budget, and I like this, because it gets the intensity and the chaos of that combat. Without actually having to require that much yeah. visuals. And they get a close-up of like Aaron like smacking the things. Like, come on, work, work. And, <laughs> and then they keep shooting, they keep shooting. Also, Dargo is now using the big the BFG that was you know uh, suppressing them earlier. Oh, right. So he's carrying that now. That's his. And then once it's kind of 
over with. There's a, it's still dark and there's like a explosion that lights up and we get a long shot like down the corridor with all uh-huh. the bodies there in silhouette of like the three of them standing tall over it, which is a great shot. I love that shot. And, and I then, love that Aaron then says, oh, I got it working. Just as the lights come back on and they look <laughs> around and they're just all dead around them. And I like that Pakesh says, for somebody who couldn't see, you did all right. <laughs> all right, okay. I want to talk about this next scene because this next scene is unintentionally the funniest scene in this episode because we then see Scorpius like come out into, uh-huh. into a corridor and there's, you know, there's chaos is going on, they're being attacked and there's a bunch of peacekeepers in the back. Standing like immediately behind him, like Scorpius is in the left of frame, behind him is a man on fire. <laughs> right, I remember that. There's a man on fire, like <laughs> writhing around behind, him, just flailing around as Scorpius is calmly delivering, just talking, and he just Scorpius does not care. <laughs> like he walks out, there's a guy on fire. He doesn't even look at him, and just in the background while he's like, he's just <laughs> saying like, we need to After... find them and stop them. Like the guy's like flailing around. I like background. that. Apparently, that's how. That guy in the back got out of the explosion, and Scorpius is like apparently just dusted off his shoulders, just kept working. It's just, I, it's, it's not supposed to be funny. I think it's it's supposed to show you know Scorpius is as his character, you know he's uncaring about the individual like peacekeepers, but it just it's kind of funny because he's the guy. It's like a funny background event, <laughs> although it's a guy on fire. It's just the way it's framed. It's like I couldn't help but keep looking at that guy. Mm-hmm. And you get a few close-ups, and then Scorpius is, like, walking through the corridors. He's very... He's, he's getting more and more pissed off. It's... He's also trying to contact Natira, who's not responding. Yeah, because Crichton is talking to has persuaded her to go into his mind and talk yes. to the clone, which she does. And we go, we're in the same place we were last time with, um, you know, the lake and everything. I like how Mind John is still lying there on the floor. Yeah, with that thing in his neck. And... She talks to the clone, uh, talks to Harvey, and he says, like, he actually kind of gets a bit flirty with her. Yeah, it's like, I can see why he, like, finds you so appealing. But he does confirm that, yes, he will kill you. Your death will be painless. Yeah. And so John's like, take this thing out and we can, and I'll get you out of here. Like, take this thing out of my neck, I'll get you back to Moya and we'll escape. Promise? Promise? He's like, yeah. So, like, uh, then everyone else comes into the torture chamber where Crichton was, but he's not there. No, apparently that scene happened a few minutes earlier. Yeah, like, there's a there's a cut, so there's, you know, some time passing, and they just miss each other, I guess. And so Natira is escaping with Rolf and Crichton, because, of course, Rolf is in there as well. Yeah. Um, but he's trying to leave, he's trying to get away. But... Harvey's just in his head, whispering in his ear, trying to control him all the goddamn time. Mm. Okay, these final few scenes. These Oh yeah. Oh, this is this is so good. Okay, so a few a few things happen here. It's a whirlwind at this point. A lot of different things happening at the same time, which I like. Again, like the pace like really ramps yes. up in the second part second half of this episode. And so first of all, like John is, you know, stumbling around and Rolf is like, Okay, let's get out of here and then following the Tira and then we see Zan and Stark come out and they're looking for another way out and you know, Rigel and Joffy, and it's coming between all of them. Mm-hmm. Peacekeepers get in there, and Scorpius gets on the phone to the Zenitans. Yeah, it's like the Zenitan pirates, like, mm-hmm, okay, okay, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. yeah Tuesday's fine. No, that works for me. Yeah, so they've struck a deal, and Zelkin puts a gun to Chiana's head and deploys the flax, which means the transport pod cannot get to the planet to get to take them away. Nope. And apparently Moya's also caught in it. Yeah, so their getaway vehicle is now stuck. So again, things have gotten from worse to even worse. Yes. Like, okay, Frell. Just Frell. Okay, so then there's a shot of like a bunch of peacekeepers all pointing guns at Rolf, Natira, and Crichton. And mm-hmm. Scorpius like walks through the middle of them. And like, John is clearly like, he's out of it. He's got blood coming from his nose. Yeah, the blood from his nose is like, oh, oh. And he's just... Harvey's really going to town in there. And he's like, get out of my head, Scorpius! He's like yelling at him. And like, they're all shooting. It's all very frantic. Rolf is yelling. Scorpius is just his quiet, calm self. He's like, leave Crichton alive. I want him alive. And so they all duck into a corner to the side? Well, Crichton almost does it because there's a stare down between him and uh, Scorpius. And Natira's like, come on, are we going? We need to go now. But what I love is that at this point, 
John has Worf's gun that uh, originally Natira had in this scene. Yeah. Takes that gun, he points it at Scorpius, one hand, he screams, but he doesn't pull the trigger because he can't. And Scorpius knows as he grins and starts walking towards it, says, Come to me, John. Come to me. And it's just, it's, John, it's just John screaming that yeah. really sells this scene because it's like he is trying so hard to shoot. Yeah. Also, we should say that Rolf threw himself in front of Crichton to take a bullet for him, and that's why he, that's when he grabs the gun from uh, Rolf. And so, like, and, and it, it's also the point where because the person that makes that shot is the second in command in the Tira, and Scorpius is immediately like, he's like, I, yeah, he growls. He's like, I, you like know. did you not hear my? He doesn't say it, but it's clearly a growl of, yeah, did I stutter? Did I? Did I freling stutter? <laughs> So there's again like there's the yelling, John yelling, pointing the gun, can't fire, and then he lowers the gun. He's just exhausted. He's got blood coming from his nose. Scorpius is grinning and walking slowly towards him, saying, "Come to me, John." And that's when Aaron, Dargo, and Bakesh show up. And I like that the first shot Dargo fires takes out Natira's second in command. It's like there, who just paid? Yeah, and they all just start firing and laying down and. Scorpius grimaces and like holds his gun up and starts shooting and it's like when they came in I was like actually speaking of Firefly I was like what does that make us big damn heroes yeah it does <laughs> ain't we just <laughs> it's definitely the big damn heroes moment with uh, Dargo, Eren and Bakesh and like just opening fire and like fight back the peacekeepers also, like also a note Scorpius holds his gun gangster style <laughs> like he holds it sideways and it's like doo, doo, doo. I also like that it takes a while John's just standing there and Scorpius is apparently very clearly upset that they might shoot him and Aaron's like well if you're not moving she just bumps into into him moves him into the corridor yeah and Dargo like kneels over Rolf and Rolf is he's dead he's dying and he yeah. says you know like go back find my female take care of her you know make sure she's okay and tell, tell her tell her and Dargo's like I will I will if I don't survive, tell my wife hello. <laughs> um, and, then, and then Worf expires. Yeah, feels yeah, over. <laughs> so Aaron and Bakesh, uh, they're you know they're firing, and Zan again is in another area, and she can't get through to Rigel because of the flax. She's also stuck behind the door, and if you look carefully, you can see Stark in the background taking out a soldier. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, He's like, okay, okay, I've taken you out now. I take your gun. <laughs> yep. But somebody else answers her on the comms. It's yes. Krace. Because Krace and Talon are back to provide some some much needed support. So they they like zoom in and actually take out the uh, Zenitan ship. Yeah, so the so, flax drops. Yeah, and uh, we actually see uh, Chiana with the Zenitan captain. The captain's like, are you there? Hello? And I like pilot. It's like, he's not going to answer because he's dead. Yep. And Chiana like actually like fights back, pushes him off, grabs a gun. They struggle for a bit, and like the she grabs a gun, like twists it up, and there's a close up on both their faces, and there's a gunshot noise or like the Tew! and we see some smoke come up, and, uh, and they're both distraught. So it's not entirely clear who got shot. They're there. both like oh, and then the Zelkin is like oh, what a waste, and like collapses. Yeah, what I love is that Chiana is actually holed up pushed down against the table with a gun on their head. And when he hears that their ship was t destroyed, Zelkin actually says, like, fine, then I'll take this ship. And Shanna says, you're not taking anything. Yeah. And she just kicks his ass. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then, so, Aaron gets on the comms again now through to Rigel and says, come, come and get us. You know, okay, here's the plan. You go pick up Stark and Zan and uh, Talon destroy the depository. Open yeah. fire. Basically, when she says this to Chris, it's like, home in on my signal and fire. And it says, obviously, don't try not to hit my signal with a direct shot. Because um, <laughs> what yeah. they're going to... And give to... us 90 microts. Because what they're going to do is get into, I think it's like some sort of access tunnel. Yeah. Make their way down to the vaults, because that should be shielded enough that they might live. Yeah, those, those things are armored so heavily mm -hmm. that as long as they don't get hit directly... That he should survive. And I like that Bakesh is like, are you sure this will work? Do you have a better idea? He's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right then. <laughs> and so, yeah, Aaron and Rigel go pick up Stark and Zan. They can get out, but the others can't, so they have to get get in the vaults. But then Crichton, while this is going on, obviously you've got still got people shooting, still got explosions, still got all this going on. 
Crichton is like sitting down, like on the floor, like just staring. He's got that. He's got like the thousand-yard stare. Yeah. And you know, blood coming out of his nose and voices in his head again saying, "Come to me, John. Come to me." And he says, like, he gets up and he's like, "Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go to Scorpius." And I like Aaron's like, "To hell you are!" Knocks him out with the butt of her gun. And like Dargo, Dargo picks him up, like carries over his shoulders, and they go, and they make their escape. And they go through the the hole. So like, where are we going? Like this way, pew pew pew, and like shoot a hole in the wall and go through there. Uh huh. Come to a locked door, but because she's basically asked, stand back. Boom, pew. it's open. Yeah, and so Rigel goes to get Zan and Stark, and mm-hmm. everyone else like is rushing to like get inside the container in time. It's like a it's a race against time because Talon is coming in to uh, destroy everything, yep. and uh, the transport pod. They get Zan and Stark. They get out of there. They get in the container. The transport pod leaves, getting to a safe distance. The people that are still on the base get into the container just in time. And Scorpius is like approaching after them as well, trying to get them. And you know, Kray says, "Fire!" And Talon takes down the depository. I love because he makes it basically a strafing run. We see that actually, just yeah, shooting several shots, and the the entire tower. Of the depository just collapses. It's a really good uh, CG shot, and oh, it just blows so up. And and then we see like in the ruins, the vault is still there that they were inside. They got in there, so it seems to have worked. Yeah. Now, whew, wow. Okay. Like that whole last segment from when they start assaulting is just a one big long action sequence. Oh yeah. With all it's these like bits in between, and it's ten fifty minutes of pure action. It's so really well paced, and it's just oh, it's explosive and so good. It's great. Great stuff, and but now okay, looks like everything is settling down because when we we then fade to black and we fade back on Rigel going through a bunch of like gold, gold. and like jewels and he's like well, but he is actually like way we're rich haha <laughs> look at what we did we finally got a bunch of money but everyone else is this won't of... destroy the ship yeah. Uh, but everyone else is kind of less enthusiastic. And I like what he says to Chiana, because it's like, said, oh, don't be like them. You're like me. Yeah, but Chiana's like looking at some other stuff and she's like, smiles up at him kind of weakly. And he's like, mm, yeah, okay. Uh, but they're not, you know, they're not too happy about. No, because both Rorf and Turak, Rorf and Turak. Turak, they lost their lives. And. The thing is, Moya is still very unwell, and Zan says she may never fully recover. No. And so, again, like, they won the day, but with, not without a cost. Yeah, at what cost? Exactly. <laughs> but I, I do like Pakesh. Just, I like how Pakesh exits oh, this, this episode. Oh, this is great. Because he, he's like, well, don't worry, I'll make sure that these treasures get to uh, Rorf and Turek's family. Anyway... Uh, uh, I'll be seeing you. Thanks for teaching me to kill again. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> just gone. Walk, walks out. Everyone else like looks around like, um, oh man, what do we do? <laughs> Thanks for killing, teaching me to kill again. Bye. <laughs> I'm assuming he is still going to reform. Uh, maybe. I hope so. It's but it's like, well, if push comes to shove for a, for a good cause, I'll kill. I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably more optimistic than I should be. Yeah, this is, is Farscape after all. <laughs> I hope I hope we get Bakesh again to see Bakesh back again. We shall see. Meanwhile, Aaron uh, has gone to see Kreis, uh and Talon and says, "Thank you for coming back. You saved our lives." And Crace is like, "Well, I didn't do anything. It was all Talon's idea." Yeah, I couldn't have stopped him if I wanted to. He has the heart of a warrior, and when his mother came, uh, was in danger, he wanted to come back. Yeah, I actually like what he says, because like, despite what both of us want, he has a warrior's instinct. Yeah. I love how Kreis says this, because it's not entirely sure if he's lying or not. Yeah, it's a little ambiguous. I mean, it it would totally make sense. It, oh, yeah. It's believable. Totally, the story is completely believable, but the way he says it, I'm like, I'm not entirely sure if Kreis just came back to help, and he's <laughs> like, I don't want to make you think you have to hold your uh, hold your end of any bargain or he's like don't or he's trying to play up like the uh, don't think i did this just cuz i like you yeah kind of thing it's also a possibility it's not like i like you or anything fuck sundering grace no um he then says well how's Crichton doing and this is when this is the final scene of the episode and oh wow is this a heavy scene so oh yeah 
uh, Dargo has actually brought Jothy with him to see Crichton and to yeah, say like, thank you. Yeah. Hi, John. How you doing? I brought my son, and just that scene already destroyed me, and we'll get to why in a moment. Because John is uh, standing in uh, somewhere in Moya, and he's got the chessboard that we've seen him use a couple of times before. Yeah. And he's trying to put the chess pieces on, and, and he one can't. piece, and he can't, and it just falls over, and he like coils back, and he's Hands like shaking, and he's like, uh, you know, he's manic and he's nervous, and he keeps trying to put it on. It's like nope, 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 and you know, Dargo goes up to him, gets close to him, and so like Grant's like pointing at the back of his head, he's like he's here, he's in my head, blames me for killing Scorpius. I've been trying to do it, and it won't work, and I can't, and I can't do it. And then Dargo grabs his face, and John looks up at him and just says to Dargo, Dargo, kill me. Please, please kill me. And that's when we cut away to the end credits, and that's the end of the episode. <sighs> Holy shit. <sighs> oh, God. So, I mean, that's Harvey. Like, again, the, again we think that Scorpius is dead, like Crichton thinks he's dead. I mean, we didn't see the body, so... I'm exactly, as if you don't see the body, it doesn't count. <laughs> no. <laughs> this has already happened to us before with Scorpius, all yeah, right? Yeah, in this series, so I'm like... You know, like I, I'm very hesitant to believe he's dead. Yeah. Also, selfishly, because we want more Scorpius. Um, <laughs> That's also fair. But, like, wow, what a heavy way to end the episode. That, that one hit me actually pretty, pretty hard, because yeah. this reminded me of some stuff I've been through with both my grandfathers yeah. and also my great-grandmother. Yeah, this is like, a very real, very heavy thing. Where, where you're just, your mind just breaks. You're not entirely there anymore. Yeah. You know. And espe especially when Dargo came in, hello, John, I brought my son. I was like, oh, oh, that that's too familiar. Oh, that's wow. way too familiar. I've been that son. Oh, oh dear. Yeah, because John is... Previously, in the past couple of episodes, it's got it's kept getting worse. It's been affecting him more and more, and now it's really just completely taken it's, over. Especially the moment where there's like he's doing the chessboard, and he's clearly not sure he's there. Yeah. And then that moment when Dargo grabs his face, and there's that one moment of lucidity. Yep. I've seen that. Yeah, God, I've, it's I've, oh. I have seen that, and and not the exact words. God. But like the yeah the that sudden like moment of lucidity because and this whole th this three-part episode has really proven to me i think what an incredible actor ben browder is yes because he absolutely sells this and it is incredibly effective and like you said even more so if you've experienced something like this yeah. uh, but i mean i'm lucky enough to not have not done so but it still was like pretty heavy for me mm -hmm. and Wow, what a what a performance from him and doing all those aspects of John's character of him uh yeah. losing his mind and every little part of that. So, wow. Okay. What a way to end that episode. Holy shit, yeah. And like we it's, said, I mean, not the ending I'd like, but hey man, it's anything you got, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I I don't think I'd want another one. Well, that's the thing is not what I was was hoping for. <laughs> Again, it's like we said, like, at what cost did they win mm -hmm. the day? And I love that when, you know, there is a cost. When they write it in, it's like, you don't... Okay, yeah, we won, but what did it cost us? And it cost them a lot. Win winning is, especially in TV series, is usually a foregone conclusion. Yes. Because you need, I mean, you need to have the next episode. Yeah. But how people get there and what it costs, that's where you can have some real interesting storytelling. Mm. That's where your uncertainty lies. And so we've had, you know, the, a few of the side characters were killed off, Rolf and Turek. Um, Ironically, who used to be bad guys. So. Yeah, yeah. But Moya was burned and may never fully recover. And mm -hmm. then John has completely seems to have lost his sanity with uh, the chip in his head yep. infecting him hugely. And... That's why, you know, they were kind of bittersweet kind of thing. Yeah. And wow. All right. Okay. So that was the, that was part three of uh, Liars, Guns and Money. That was plan B. That was episode 21. That was the penultimate episode. Yeah. And there's, I, there's still one more in this 
season. Yeah, and I, I'll say that, I mean, apart from the final final scene, because that would be a horrible way to end a series, um, or that would be like a heartbreaking way to end a series, this could easily have been like a finale episode. Yeah. This could have been like, it's got the big action set pieces, yeah. it's got all of this stuff. It's got important, still important character moments. Yeah. And like Dargo and his son. And we see how far Aaron is willing to go for John, and yep. that little bit of build-up between Aaron and Crace, and yeah, Talon and coming fact, back, and the fact, like the end with John. Well, yeah, the thing is, like, I th- I'm glad it's not the finale because, like, this end with John, I'm like, okay, please, can we, can we go, can we fix this, please? Yes. Because <laughs> imagine if this was like the season finale and you had to wait until season three. Oh, that'd be. I rough. would so do that if I were at this series. I know it's it's temp- it's just it's- like. Gut run, it'd be like, oh, you'd be a monster, and that's how you write a series, basically. I mean, kind of already monsters for doing this anyway. It's fair, but I don't, it makes for twist some. The, you twist the knife. You twist the exactly. knife. Exactly, it makes for some great television. I tell you what. Yeah. All right. So, do we want to put a rating on this episode? Five out of five. Five. Boom. Five out of five. I, I, I was <laughs> doubting about it purely from a. Uh, an emotional standpoint, I still think I like part one a bit more, but that's because mm. it's very w- nicely contained and it has this beautiful, just it knows what it does. It bam, 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 it delivers, yeah. and then it it's done. Yeah, I'll say a difference like between this and part one is that I think uh, part three certainly has a defined like point from which the action starts. Yeah, and it's um, all, it's also it's like it feels like it's setting up a lot of stuff towards the beginning yeah and in part one i think the pace flows more a little bit more naturally yes in part three it's like build up build up build up build up boom let's go and then it's really explosive yeah, towards yeah, the yeah, end. yeah. which is so, fine like it's it still works really well but oh yeah like, definitely it, uh, like if i had to rank those two i probably still put part one slightly above but, but then you've got all this emotional stuff at the end that it, it's the oh. ending that sold me on the five Oh yeah! Wow! It's like the fact how probably how it specifically affected me and like mm. I mean even it's not the emotion I wanted to feel, but <laughs> damn um, well done. I mean I will say um, as someone in the other camp who is I mean I'm, like I said lucky enough to have not gone through that I I still rate this very highly. Yes. So I think there's it's... No, there, like there's nothing. There's a few moments that might have been better with some clarity, but I don't think that's just nitpicking. I don't. Yeah, no. yeah, it's it's all just like little nitpicks, nothing yeah. major, and so yeah, five out of five. And God, this trilogy of three episodes has been great. So I mean, so we, good. Uh, part two we ranked a little bit lower, but still it's like fine. really good. Um, still four, nothing to be ashamed of. No, not at all. And like I said, like I think I said this at the end of it was either part one or two when we did the podcast, but um, like. I would say probably about the first half of season two has bit was a lot more, I guess, inconsistent up and down. We had some great stuff. We had yeah. some average stuff, but this back half has just been like solid, solid, solid. Yeah. And Oh, if they can keep this up, then this is going to be great. Yes. Also something else I want to praise in this episode is like we already said, like the action is great. Mm-hmm. And they managed to sell it really well with all the explosions and the gunfights and the yeah stuff. And it never feels like, even though usually the gunfights are between like three or four people, and you've got all the extras running around in the suits. You, at least I was able to buy into it. It never feels like you're only fighting like one or two people at a time. No, or, yeah, yeah. It really felt like they were fighting an army. Basically, how they shot things. Yeah, and how they. Yeah had composition of people making it look that there were more than there were so uh, and just people falling down and new people walking in and like helped. all those badass shots of Aaron and Dargo and Bikini. yeah, yeah it's so good so so good so props to you know the filmmaking and directing and just the acting you know all across the board just great stuff all right so let's talk about what's up next week now do we want to spoil this I mean okay I'm looking at the I'm looking at the synopsis and there's some things I can say that are not too heavy Right. Okay, go for it. So next week is the finale, finale of season two, which yes. means we will be halfway through this this entire project. Oh, Cause, God. Because there are uh, four uh, seasons. Uh, a and little less. A little bit less. Okay, so we've yeah. got four seasons and then Peacekeeper Wars. So mm-hmm. slightly under, but like season two out of four. Um, but the episode is called Die Me Dichotomy. Ah. So, yeah. Hmm. I'm uh-huh. intrigued. 
I don't know exactly what that's going to mean. Yeah, we'll see. Here's the first line of the synopsis. So the crew takes Moya and Crichton to an ice planet, hoping that both can be treated by an alien called a Diagnosian. That's about that's about all I can say without spoiling anything else. <sighs> Fuck you, Farscape. Oh, fr- like the frilling. The, the name. The name, I know. The name. I know. It's a okay. little on the well, nose. Well, Listen, well, we had a planet called Litigara in the first part of this season. Well, so. we'll, we'll complain about that next we'll week. We'll complain more about that next week, yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, that's that's like the basic, basic premise, and anything else I could tell you would be giving, giving stuff away. I mean, okay. we're already excited for this episode, so I don't have to sell you on it, no. right? No? Okay? No, I'm good. <laughs> All right, good. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you then for the finale of Season 2. And uh, we'll make sure to remind you again next time. But after that, we will be taking our customary break as well. Two weeks. Mm -hmm. When we say two weeks, there won't be episodes for two Wednesdays. Yeah, like I said, we'll we'll make sure to keep you uh, up to date on all of that in the next episode. But, yes, we will be back next week for the finale of Season 2. And, God, there's going to be some good stuff in there, I reckon. If they can build on this episode, then this is going to be a good one. Yes. All right, so until then, you know where to find us on Twitter and around the web at Hats and at Vidalkin in Tree. Yes. And uk for previous episodes, other projects, and so on, and patreon.com slash Hats to support all of that. So thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time, and have a good week. Goodbye. Ah, all right, thanks for doing the recording today, Red. Oh, I'm not Red. Um... But he is. What? Hi, Hats. Uh, oh, hi, Red. How are you doing? Very well, Red. Uh, how are you doing? Quite good, thanks. Oh, no, there's two of them. Time, Time to wake, wake up, up Hats. <sighs> 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 oh, I need to stop watching Farscape before I go to bed. <sighs>